Hello, and welcome back. This is Colin Keeley. And this is Brent Sanders. And we are two guys buying and building wonderful internet companies. <laughs> so this week, uh, week one of ownership for BlinkSale. Uh, BlinkSale is the company, I guess we didn't say it last time. It's a small, uh, simple invoicing company for freelancers and small teams. Yeah, yeah and so far so good. I mean, things have been... You know, just getting acquainted with all the different sort of aspects of the business, but you know, post deal, everything's been running as as expected, smoothly. No major hiccups or bumps. Things have been transferring over uh, as we'd expect them to. Yeah. Uh, so I realize we haven't really talked about Blink Sale on the podcast yet. So just quickly, you know, what we like, what we don't. So what I liked, it's a, a simple SaaS product, a growing fragmented market. Uh, minimal support needs. Like we haven't had a support ticket, I think in like two weeks now. Um, well-maintained code says Brent. I haven't really looked at that. Uh, no marketing and sales, so a lot of opportunity there and a, a super sticky product. So we've had customers for quite a while. And once they sign up, they seem to stick around. And what yeah. we don't is uh, there's two versions. So there's a legacy app that still has a lot of users. Uh, there's no marketing sales systems built out. So we have to build them all ourselves. And you know, it, it is a somewhat ugly app, both the, the marketing site and the actual app. Although the actual app is not horrible. Um, so maybe that's just personal preference, but we could probably use a makeover there. Yeah, um, I mean, that's totally subjective, but it's functional. Like I've, you know, I shared while we were doing diligence and, and more recently shared it with whenever somebody's like, oh, how do I send an invoice? You know, send it. And I've sent it to like three or four people and they, they love it. It's, it is really the product is really good at quickly sending an invoice and getting paid. Like it does that really, really, really well. There's UX stuff that maybe we don't like or stylistic, like it loads a, a font I don't think we like. And it, the scale is a little funky, maybe a little outdated in terms of how it fills the screen, but those are easy things. To touch on the, the code, I mean, the code's really good. It's, the, it's a modern web app, but yeah, there's this old, which I think is one of the big warts on the deal that probably would scare other people away as this legacy version that's running concurrently right and you you can you can transfer people between but there's, a, there's quite a few people still on this legacy version and it's in a good spot i feel like there's a bunch of options that we have around the tech and i think that's the opportunity that gets me most interested in like hey we, this this will be fun to scale uh, yeah so i am super excited on the marketing front i'd like just basic best practices will go a long way it's a really old domain. I think it's like 15 years old. So there's a ton of backlinks and has a really high domain authority. So like any content should do pretty well. And I think there's a ton of options to like to add more features and create higher price tiers. Like I know you've been using one of the competitors for like 10 years. There's a lot of yeah. like easy wins, I think there. Yeah, and, I love Harvest, which is like, you know, <laughs> that is actually that one out. of the things. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I mean, we can talk about competitors. Can we not? Yeah. If you talk no, about Blink Sale, people... People know. I mean, Harvest is is phenomenal. I've been using that for yeah. So like my my agency that I grew that started that day one, and we've been on Harvest for forever. And you know, for invoicing, so th they have a ton of features that I shouldn't say a ton. They have a bunch of features that Blinkstill never really adopted. And I feel like you know, sure we could go down that route, but the one feature which we've been kicking around, which I would I'm, I'm starting to look into. I mean, we have a whole bunch of stuff that we need to like do before we start rolling new features first of which is like talk to the customers and see what they actually want but i'd love to see about like 
integrating either Coinbase payments or some way of doing some sort of crypto acceptance of payments. I feel like that, if nothing else, would help us just from a marketing perspective. But I've had multiple people like ask for help of like, hey, is there a way my e-commerce store could accept Bitcoin? Because it's it's so hot right now, right? It's which doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense to to immediately convert into a very highly volatile <laughs> currency, but uh, I get it. I mean, if something keeps going up, yeah, let, let's convert it to, to Bitcoin. So yeah, so, I think that would be something pretty fun. I, I'm really high on this idea. And, and you know, technically, if it's not horrible, I think it'd be awesome if we implemented it. I think we get a lot of PR from it. Uh, I had an experience with this in late 2019. If someone wanted to pay me on Cash App. So I downloaded Cash App. It was like 75 bucks. I was like, oh, look at this. You could just you know, store it in Bitcoin instead of storing it in cash. And I just kind of mm-hmm. forgot about it. Now it's like $800. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential there. Like if people could just set aside some percentage and let it sit in Bitcoin and it's going to be worth a lot much, much more, I think. I'm pretty yeah. bullish on Bitcoin though. So, I, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. We're just, those are things that we're kind of kicking around and it would be killer to be able to do. And I think that's like a distinctive feature that, you know, as we look around at the other features we're missing, like time tracking is a big one or like QuickBooks integration, Zapier integration, you know, becoming a better integrated platform. Like th- those are, are great for partnerships, great for like marketing because you know, Zaps are, are super helpful to get into the marketplace and say, oh, what, what's Blink sale? What, you know, invoicing Zaps. But yeah, that one would be would be huge. So I'm going to look into that once we kind of get things, uh, our arms wrapped around everything. I mean, as of right now, the tech is is in a good spot, but it hasn't been touched in like six months. Like no one's pushed anything. The tests are are kind of failing. They're like it's in a little bit of disrepair from the fact that there hasn't been you know steady development on it. But at, at its core, it's in really good good health. Yeah, and so I kind of announced it on Twitter this week that we did this. I got a lot of DMs, a lot of people asking about the terms of the deal, the price of the deal, where the revenue's at. And I actually you know, personally would be cool with sharing all these details. I like, kind of like building in public and getting people on board, uh, but we agreed not to, not to share those details. And so we told the seller that, so we're not going to be able to do so. Yeah, you're, you're big on Twitter. That's <laughs> like, it's just, a, I guess it's a generational thing. I don't know. I would be big on Twitter if I was you too, but... I just have nothing. I've told, I think I've said this before, even on the podcast, just like I have too reasonable of a mind. I see the both sides of, of every kind of discussion and story. So I saw, I'll I'll start coming up with some, uh, some hot take and then immediately see, oh, well, could be taken this way or misconstrued or, and then I'm just like, I should be working right now. Yeah. If you could like (laughs) pick a fight with a competitor that would go far. I don't know who the biggest invoicing competitor is. Maybe pick a fight with bill.com and say how shitty it is. That kind of thing. Yeah. Bill.com sucked. There you go. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. Uh, and so the other big question I got is I phrased it as this is our first acquisition. And everyone was asking, you know, what is the plan going forward? So do you have any thoughts uh, on a plan going forward? I think there's a few different directions we could take it. Yeah. I mean, number one, let's crush this. Let's execute our plan. I mean, it's a long tail plan. This is not like a six month. I mean, be sweet if it was, but I think our goal here is more so like an 18 month plan, right? Is like put this in place. It, it definitely isn't like work on this. I mean, there, there are short-term gains that I think we can get to, but crushing this, I think is the only option that we have in order to continue doing this, right? It's like turning this around, doing 
a very, very good job of executing on the marketing, the product side, and just executing. That's like number one. Number two, I think is is looking at other opportunities like this and seeing, you know, we we have a good, you know, week one in, it, it makes me feel really good. It's like, you're, you're cranking on the new website, you're working on the marketing stuff, I'm working on the tech. It's like, we actually have a lot of the core tools between the two of us to do these types of deals. So it's like, that alone feels really good. Like, so looking at what would be next, something similar, something with, you know, maybe some, you know, both technology. Cause like, think about it this way. If we didn't have both marketing and tech in-house, we'd really just be lining up cash. We'd have to go collect a bunch of money and then pay vendors and find the right people. And then it's like tons of uncertainty. It's like, are they in it? Or are they just billing? It's like raising money for a venture back company and then paying an agency to build your product. It's like terrible, never good, never good idea. Um, right. And that's coming from somebody who ran an agency that would build startups products. So, you know, I, I feel really good that we have the ingredients and the idea, assuming we execute really well, I'd love to, to start looking at more deals like this. However, you know, I think we'll, we would need to look at having some, some more capital to, to do that just because I think these deals are, be, are going to start transacting at a premium. I think these are, they're really, uh, they're becoming more popular. Uh, people know more about it and they're getting more interest. And I think the way the economy is going and things are trending, uh, I don't know that we, we could get this pricing again. Yes. So I am, we have the skill sets to grow and like take over and do well once we have them. And I am confident I could like find and win deals. Uh, the biggest concern for me is like, I think this is becoming a more and more competitive market and the best deals like are just going to go all cash. And I think pretty quickly we're going to be capital constrained. Like uh, I think a lot of folks would love to give Colin and Brent a discount. They'd love to work with us. They think we'd be like good stewards of their, their baby, but uh, are you going to give a 20% discount? Like are you going to give a 50% discount? <laughs> Probably not. Like at Probably at not. some point you're going to be like, well, I'd love to choose you guys, but you just don't have the capital backing you. Um, yeah. So then it becomes a question of like, do you do deal by deal? Do you do debt? Do you raise a fund? Um, so those are all questions that I, I probably have to look into more, but I, I feel good. Like I'm pretty confident that there is so much opportunity out there. The internet is just so big. Yeah. Yeah. But I think most importantly, crush this one. And then there's a track record. Then there's like, okay, the, the playbook works. Like we, we have a playbook. I think we're both pretty confident in it. And I think it's a very conservative one too. I think your projections are like, if we can just grow this 2% a month, 2%, right? I think that was just the minimal goal. It's It's got a great outcome. Yeah. I, you're just acquiring cash flow for such a low multiple. Like, I think it's just uh, like a no-brainer, a no-brainer asset to, to buy into. It's just so much better. And then it could compound you know, 30 to 50% a year kind of indefinitely because it's software mm. and it could go you know, worldwide. Um, I, I'm wildly bullish on it. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Um, only other update on my end is just like, we've been going through and sort of, uh, now that we have access, so we did get access to a lot of the stuff during diligence, but like the actual production databases and sifting through that and building profiles on all of our customers. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that we really want to do next is outreach and start reaching out to customers and understand their story and what they want to see, what they're like, what they don't like, you know, we don't really want to be a thorn in their sides or disrupt their sort of current usage or plan. But just, I think identifying like a top 10, top 20 power users 
Uh, we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast. So mm-hmm. it's been fun. I've, I've been able to get access to those databases and work my SQL skills and build some interesting reports around usage and see, you know, what are the, like, for example, the, what's the cadence for invoicing like for these customers? What's the last, when, what was the last time they sent an invoice? What's the average, you know, dollar amount, and, which is really interesting to get a sense for their businesses and understand, okay, what type of things are they invoicing for it? And I've already can, you know, we haven't had any of those conversations, but the numbers tell a pretty interesting story where it's like, there are some people that, you know, are the agencies selling stuff at, you know, their time at hundreds of dollars, some at tens of thousands of dollars and others that seem to be selling goods, you know, and I, I don't think of Blink sales like a Shopify, but I, clearly some people are using it to support that type of, of transaction or maybe wanting to have that flexibility. So it's super interesting. It's so cool to look through these numbers and see people that signed up in 2005 that are still using it like last week. Uh, that's just yeah. awesome. I'm telling you, like, this is the thing that I like about, and I would say I, I've been a Harvest customer and I still am, like, right? I still have my subscription and, and I will change over. But, uh, you know, it's, it is pretty killer because like once you find something, it's part of this thing of like, well, it's just part of how I have to run my business right? That the monthly fee, it's like, yes, I'm invoicing people. And that's just kind of the cost of having, you know, the ability to do these transactions online. And everybody charges for this. QuickBooks is at least 30 bucks a month to do this, maybe even more to do online invoicing. And so I think we're, we're positioned. I think the one thing when I've told people about this business, they've been like, ah, well, it's, it's pretty crowded space. It's like, yeah, but it's also really fragmented. And there is no big winner per se. I mean, bill.com's great, but it's sorry, bill.com sucks. And <laughs> it's really popular among big companies. And it's nice when big companies do have it. Like I've had clients, uh, consulting clients in the past that have used it, but you know, there, there's definitely room for a lot of players and, and just slicing off a little bit of this pie is, uh, creates really sticky customers. So it's like, if you can support a good use case, people get used to the product and like it and want to keep using it. Like it's just kind of part of you know, you send a $3,000 invoice and you just figure in that's just part of doing business is like paying 15 bucks a month. Yeah. I think just, I mean, it's a fragmented, it's a growing market, which is huge. I mean, I think more and more people are going to go this freelancing route as they see, like a lot of people got fired during COVID and working for a big company for 30 years is kind of more dangerous than having consulting clients. Uh, and I think just being like a human, like being real people and uh, a group that, uh, you know, software that people actually want to root for just goes a long way. A lot of these big companies, they, they really just don't care. Like it's just caring goes, goes pretty far. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's part of being small. It's one of the advantages we have. Well, anything else you wanted to cover here? No, just excited. I mean, this has been a fun, you know, first week seeing, you know, once every, all, everything's all been connected and, you know, nothing's lit on fire or blown up. So it's, it's been good to see. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm excited to finish this Webflow site. I, I've got pretty far on it. It always takes longer than you think it's going to, but I'm happy with how it's turning out. Yeah. I saw um, what you said over yesterday. It looks really good. I mean, that's, that's another thing that like is so killer. I mean, compared to going the WordPress route and like hiring a designer and going through like revisions. It's just so much faster. It's like just time to market, forget. Like, even if you did wireframes, it's like, okay, you're going to have three, four days before a designer to turn that around. It's just, yeah, it's so much better. 
I'm really happy with web. And this is what our third business on Webflow. Uh, yeah, it, it depends how you count them. There's been a number of other projects that we spun up Webflow sites on that you know, we didn't continue <laughs> right, with. True. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, we should get them to sponsor the the podcast. I do get I get Webflow affiliate deals. I think pretty sure people are signing up through my links, so I, I do get paid somehow. But I, yeah, that's an idea. Uh, the only other big update on my end is I am vaccinated. I found out this week, which is boom. Kind of wild. Yeah, so took place, uh, took part in that Novavax clinical trial, and felt pretty crappy after the second shot. Felt nothing after the first. So it's kind of funny. I was walking into the second shot like so confident I was getting the placebo, so I didn't really care. And then the day after, I was like, man. So I've been trying to transition from coffee to matcha. I was like, ah, I had too much matcha today. Like I'm feeling worse and worse as the day progressed. And then, yeah, it was uh, pretty obvious I got the vaccine and then I got unblinded and yeah, turns out 96.4% effective. It's going to be the best vaccine. Awesome. It looks like, um, awesome. so get it to the rest of the world soon. That's killer. Yeah. Well, Hey, I mean, I remember when you signed up for it being like, okay, that's a move. Like there's a chance you get it. There's a chance you don't. I mean, I think the way that one's done, you were, were going to get it either way, right? They were eventually, if you didn't get the placebo, you would eventually get the placebo as the second round, right? Or like, I think that's the way it worked. Yeah. So they're doing crossover uh, now with these new trials. So the first two shots you get, and then you get a second two. So if you got placebo at first, you get the real one. If you got the real one, you get placebo. And uh, it's two thirds that people, two thirds real vaccine is how they did it and how they incentivize people to take part in the study. And it sounds awesome. like this is going to get, they're going to submit all the data in May and hopefully, you know, uh, the FDA will approve it right away and May will be when it rolls out to the rest of the country. Yeah. That's killer. Yeah. I mean, both my parents, I mean, my parents are in their eighties, which they would kill me if they knew I was telling anybody how old they were, but they both <laughs> have now received their second shots. My dad got his, uh, through the VA and you know, he's a Vietnam vet. So he, went into the, he kept trying to call, kept trying to call. And then finally just walked in and they were like, give us your serial number. All right, sit down. Apparently they yell at the VA at everyone, but he, he was able to get it pretty quickly. That was actually, I think his first shot was over a month or two ago. And then my mom finally got it as a civilian. So that's, I, I, I'm pretty optimistic. It sounds like starting in the next month, everyone's kind of, I'm reading headlines that it's like, it's going to be blowing up. Like all the supply is going to catch up. A lot of the uh, availability will go up, which I'm, I'm excited to see. Yeah. Both my parents are vaccinated now, which is awesome. Cause that's, I didn't really care about getting it that much, but they're right. safe. So that's good. And then it sounds like in Chicago, they are opening it up to like certain zip codes, no matter who you are. And if you live in that zip code, you could get it. So it, it definitely is opening up faster and faster. Good. Coming back. Yeah. Feels good. But, uh, that's kind of all I got. Sounds good. Well, let's wrap it up. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.